episode six of the M2 podcast. I am your host, Mad Michael Ichi. This is your co-host, Mr. JK Heath, aka Kyle Heath. And this is, me. is the sh- yeah, this is the show where we cover uh esports personalities, gaming industry related news, new and upcoming games, and obviously some technology and innovation of the last week. So, Kyle, what do you have for us today? Oh, today. Um, well, in terms of news this week, I feel like you would agree it was kind of slow. I'm not gonna was. not saying this episode is gonna be bad by any means. I'm just you know pointing out that there certainly weren't many heavy hitters this week. Um, we did, of course, want to talk about a little bit of news on Bioshock, uh, the adaptation to Netflix uh, movie adaptation. Uh, I want to talk about Lost Ark a little bit because that game came out um, this past week and it's been blowing up. Um, it's got insane player counts on steam um halo's tv show is getting renewed for a second season even though the first one hasn't aired yet so we'll certainly talk about that um i wanted to also talk about epic and they recently surpassed 500 million accounts on the epic games platform so we'll certainly talk about that owl is coming back and um some research was done recently on some gamers so um some statistics came out of that so we'll definitely get into that anyways uh bioshock um netflix announced this week about a long-awaited bioshock movie in the works um this article comes from i we got this one from ign um <clears throat> from matt kim he said um according to the hollywood reporter um there is a bioshock movie in the works it was finally confirmed a lot of people speculated that you know they would love to see this story on the big screen so the fact that it is coming out Really no surprise, but um, they said, as of right now, there's no writer and or filmmaker that's actually attached to the project. Um, they're just kind of in the early stages of it. And um, so, of course, it's not going to come out this year, maybe not even next year, we'll see. Um, but uh, they have confirmed that it is in the works. And uh, they're partnering with the original studios, I think 2K um, and Take-Two on this adaptation. They also announced as well um, there's a current studio, um, 2K's Cloud Chamber, that's deep in active development right now on the next iteration in the series for the game. So, uh, new game as well as a new movie. Um, I played these fairly recently, and um, for the most part, I enjoyed them. I think the stories are great. Um, some I know some people often regard it as one of the best in video games, and I could certainly see um, where they're coming from with that. I thought it was great. So, a movie is certainly something I'm interested in seeing. What are your thoughts on this, Mike? Uh, the first thing is, is Netflix as a whole has been making tons and tons of content. Um, I don't know if you've been paying attention to like shows like Al- Altered, Car- Altered Carbon. Have you ever watched that before? I have not, I don't think. Okay, it, it's a sci-fi, and it was pretty successful, and it was a very interesting concept. And the premise was is that uh, you can upload your consciousness onto a disc, and the disc would actually be inserted into your spinal column so you could technically live for like ever you could be immortal as long as you have money that's the key so it's a very interesting concept but i don't know and i haven't played bioshock much but what i do know is that it's highly regarded it i i've heard the synopsis of like how the actual story plays out and something i would enjoy but i think the most exciting fact is is that it's coming on netflix and there's also take two being a part of it because that means they got the money backing it and they can do whatever like the developers really want 
So I, I'm all about sci-fi. This this is like all I watch. Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty excited. Yeah, it's certainly a uh, like I mentioned earlier. I played through uh, most of these games fairly recently on my Twitch channel. Um, it was they they were I thought from the story wise it was like for me it was um I think with both sci-fi when I watch it I'm like kind of like you know when I'm first playing it it's like whoa okay what's going on like trying to like I feel like I'm almost catching up in a sense sometimes but um once you kind of piece things together and you soak it in it's it's a very interesting definitely very interesting concept of you know trying of like this underwater city and um you kind of just you're this you're this guy that sort of just crash lands in the ocean you find this underwater rapture type thing and you're just going through trying to save this underwater city from i guess imminent doom um and so it's like you're kind of like you're, you're essentially playing i feel like on like in parallel with the character because you both of you really have no idea what's going on and you're just kind of all of a sudden in this world and that that's certainly i think the beauty of it though so um playing through it i I certainly saw that um, it had a huge potential to be um, adapted to a screen. So uh, the fact that there is a movie in the works, I'm certainly going to see it. Um, I think it'll be pretty good, hopefully. Especially with, you know, like you said, Take Two's backing it. So they certainly have uh, some money behind it. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah dude, it's not a financial issue, that's for sure. Yeah. The uh, the story, remind me, I, I worked a summer job and there was a guy there that uh, we, we ended up getting along. And I talked to him all about like the Halo story and how much I love the Halo story. But he was a diehard Bioshock fan. Mm. And he went, this is years ago, right? Probably over 10 years ago. And he was going deep into like Bioshock and all the different like stories and like how in depth it can go. And I guess the, the question I have for you is, is, is this one of those games that has a bit of like a twist to it where you get kind of surprised once you get like really engaged into the story? Yeah, um, the story definitely has a twist at the end. Um, okay. And you do start to kind of unravel that. And it, it's one of those things that, depending on, I guess, your interpretation of stories, you may be able to kind of pick up on it early on that, like, you know, something's, like, weird or something like that. But um, yeah. there certainly is a twist about the story, um, which I think, in the end, it's like when, when that, because I, I remember when I was playing and and, like, as I was going, it definitely seemed a little odd and then it kind of made sense towards the end. Um, so it's a, um, of course I definitely don't want to spoil anything. Cause if you ever have the chance, you should go and play it. Um, especially before the movie comes out. Um, but it, it really is a great, I mean, there's three games in the series too. So there's plenty of content there. Um, and we'll preface also by saying Bioshock one, even the remaster on PC was it runs kind of weird. Like, it's not, like, I feel like it's almost not super optimized for, like, newer rigs. So, yeah. like, if, I know for me it was kind of, like, all tabbing was a little odd. And, and like, it's just all around. Like, it's what's also weird, too, is, like, I recorded, I recorded, like, VODs of it, too. And, like, the, something about the VOD files was weird, which I don't know if it's related to the game. But, like, I can't transfer on, like, drives and stuff like that, some of the files. So, like, I... That's I, bizarre. Yeah, and I... No other game has done that. It's like only the footage from this game, which makes it like makes me think it may be related to the game. But I guess I could just be an idiot. I don't know. There's a lot of weird little things like that um, that I came across trying to play it. Well, here's a thought. Uh, I play Halo 2 a lot, like the Project Cartographer version, the Halo 2 Vista version. Mm -hmm. 
And that game, because of how old it is, um, it's better to play it with your monitor and your game FPS set to uh, 60 frames per second. I know some people that also do a four by three ratio, like the default CRT like <laughs> TV ratios, because it'll literally play better because the game's designed for that. And mm. if you do like ultra wide or if you do too like unlimited frame rate, the game isn't really capable of doing that. Yeah. Because of like the coding. So if you go back and you try it again, you should try to lock the frame rate like I don't know, thirty. Because Bioshock came out on like the original Xbox, did it not? Yeah, well, it came on 360, but it was like early 360, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like, yeah. And then PC, and, you know, it was around the same time. But even with the remaster, I think they were still like the engine's so old. It's kind of like hard for them to adapt a lot of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I don't know. Kind of weird. I That is an interesting theory, though. I bet if I went back and, you know, <laughs> locked my frames and stuff like that and kind of made it, kind of forced it to be my PC to be a little more old school, I think it may play better. But. Yeah. definitely uh yeah something i ran into it for sure would not hurt to try that's for sure turn your con- configure your pc to basically be an n64 again <laughs> yeah <laughs> when you're doing like old school emulators or whatever or older games because bioshock's been around for a long time yeah. so i'm yeah. excited to see it yeah i mean i think the fact this is on netflix too is gonna garner an even larger audience than just like straight oh. to theater or something like that um not to say that, like, strictly your movies are, you know, superior. I mean, I, Netflix has put out great movies on their own, so I have, I have no doubts they, that there will be no issues there. Um, yeah. So Yeah, they've been crushing it lately. I've been watching a bunch of foreign films and, like, English subtitles, <laughs> yeah. and they're still awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All sci-fi. So <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's, like, what Netflix is good at. Yeah. I mean, even, like, I saw their most recent movie, Don't Look Up, <laughs> with um but dude that that was amazing yeah Leonardo DiCaprio it was fantastic that was a Netflix production yeah. so yeah they have a they have another one coming out um Ryan Gosling's Project Adam yeah I think I've heard of that yeah 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 that trailer looked pretty good I'm all about time travel so mm. it'd be pretty cool to see Netflix is doing it big anyways yep. so the the biggest the biggest game to hit the uh the circuit the industry this week, at least over in the East, over in the U.S., uh, was Lost Ark, uh, the newest MMORPG that's being published by Amazon Games. Um, I know there was a lot of people, I had a lot of friends especially, that were like really looking forward to this game. I did participate in the beta, because they had a beta not too long ago. Mm-hmm. It's a, um, it's essentially like a top-down MMO, um, and it's, if I'm not mistaken, it's like a point-and-click, like, kind of like, almost like League movement, yeah. kind of. Um, not personally it's night that style of game is not really my thing um i don't know what it is it's probably why i've never played league of legends because i just don't like clicking and like all that i just like it's not that I mean, i'm sure it's a great game i just i've never really tried it because i don't know games like that it's just i, I like to be able to wasd like move around with the keyboard yeah um so i don't know maybe i'm too close-minded there but um Certainly, there is a huge audience, and me not playing it has not affected the uh, the numbers that much because um, it is the second most played game in Steam history after just 24 hours of launch. Um, it is it passed according to the article. This article is from The Verge, um, and they state top line in the article: it's comfortably passed one million concurrent players after just 24 hours, becoming the second most played game in Steam history by concurrent counts. Um, 
the Diablo-like MMO launched yesterday, um, which I guess was Monday, um, by the time you had the 12th, so in this, um, so, you know, Sunday, Monday, yep. um, it launched, and, um, it's, it, by Amazon Games, they published it, um, it, it passed the concurrent, um, records of both CSGO and Dota 2, um, which they regularly dominate the top of Steam's most played games, and, I mean, CSGO, I mean, they still see concurrence of you know a million a day easily <laughs> because like there's yeah. so many people around the world that still play csgo same with dota they're they're in the upwards of hundreds of thousands of players still which that blew my mind because personally for me um like i've never played dota 2 i have seen gameplay of it and i definitely see the appeal there um but i just didn't suspect it was there was still so many people playing dota 2 oh yeah yeah Do- dota 2 so i only know about dota 2 because when i originally started doing um I guess content creation, similar to what we're doing right now. I had an Instagram page where I was highly devoted to. Uh, I felt like there was a need to cover esports in all esports because there was no like proper like, uh, like journalistic reporting. So like, think of it like. I think my overall vision was, uh, you know, when you watch like ESPN, you watch a sports game, and at the bottom there's that ticker of like who's playing what and like who's winning a match. I was doing that. So I was like tweet I was I was posting on Instagram photos of like the different teams and the scores and like whatever tournament was going on. The problem is is that there are tournaments going on constantly and you get exhausted. <laughs> but Dota 2 always had the most interaction out of any post. I was posting like CS:GO, I was posting Halo, I was posting Call of Duty. Dota 2 always had the most interactions, guaranteed. So <laughs> The fact that like Dota Two has that many concurrents, I mean, I'm not personally, I'm not surprised. Um, CS CSGO, I mean, they're they're keeping an entire audience based off of skins, <laughs> just alone. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. I that is certainly a huge factor of why that game is still so popular is because there is a, mm-hmm. an entire economy just around the skins in that game. Absolutely, and and you don't want to lose the economy. You got to say, I mean, you don't justify man. the skins. I know it's like you can open up a crate, spend two dollars on a key, and it's worth two thousand or two hundred. Like just for a skin of the game, it's it's insane <laughs> to me. And like, yeah, th- that was a whole thing too with like the CS:GO gambling sites back in the day, where it was like you'd oh, have yeah. all these CS:GO betting sites where you could go on and literally just, like, gamble. Like it was yeah, like CS:GO Lotto and all that. Like you could literally go and just gamble your skins away, and it's like actual like roulette and like casino games. Oh. That's probably illegal. It's like, uh, man, it's all thing. It's like- small loophole keeps it legal yeah exactly <laughs> not small. true currency exchange oh okay then do it <laughs> i bet <laughs> like, yeah exactly a, oh, dude, literally <laughs> literally like there's so many great clips i've seen too like there was even like tim the tap man i, I oh. there, this was so long ago i remember a clip of his where he literally it was like a thousand dollars like on a csgo betting site he literally put a thousand down and he was like all right you know what thousand or roulette and then he landed on the opposite color and he lost it immediately <laughs> and it's like one of the <laughs> his funniest clips ever it's hilarious and then he immediately just closed out and went back to csgo um so yeah no yeah. surprise there that player counts that high um the the article does go on to mention um it's second place to top concurrent list and it's right behind PUBG. Well, I shouldn't say right behind PUBG because PUBG's all time peak yeah. was three point two million at its <laughs> That's at two its million height. More. Two million more than its current um thing. Which God man, I remember the PUBG craze. Um and I had got a PC. Yeah. I got my PC like right in the middle of that. <laughs> so it was like middle of twenty seventeen, like peak PUBG, it's what everyone played. So I remember I got my PC and that was like one of the first things I played. Um, 
and that game is hard. I don't know if it's changed too much um, since then, but I remember that was a it was a learning curve in that game. Yeah, that game. Uh, that game built a lot of careers off of content creators. You know, or yeah. like content creators built a lot of careers off of that game. Yeah, it was like, a, just like, people like already popular went through the roof mm-hmm. of success. Yeah, and then what followed up afterwards was Fortnite. And yeah, that killed PUBG. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy to think about in retrospect, because it's like, because I remember when PUBG was around, I was like, dude, this is insane. Like, is there anything going to peak this in terms of like Twitch viewership and like just oh, like yeah. overall like popularity? And then like the next year, like something that was like exponentially bigger, <laughs> you could argue it's like came out and blew it out of the water. Now I don't know if there's really been anything since. Like Fortnite, they set that record. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think the only thing to me that would have came close to like uh hype not necessarily concurrent viewers or not concurrent viewers but concurrent players would probably be something along the lines of fall guys that was like the most recent event to me yeah because everybody started playing fall guys but if you didn't even play fall guys like if you weren't interested in it you were watching it yeah you know especially with like you mentioned tim the tap man i mean when he didn't get his win for like like how long like two months or something <laughs> something like that crazy yeah so it was like the hype off that that had to be the last game where i could think of where the hype was that real yeah for sure yeah that uh, that and like maybe among us like that was another huge like that you're like, right that game yeah. sweeped like twitch for a while um yeah i remember that and was they... among us among us he had to pay for though i think fall guys was free right yeah i think he had to pay like it was a very small amount like five or ten bucks it was like they didn't sell, they didn't market, well, not market, yeah. but they didn't charge that much for that game. Um, and I want to say mobile version, there was a mobile version that was free too, which was also kind of incentive. So if you just wanted to like hop on your that's phone right. and play. That's right, yeah. Yeah, um, that's right. But it was like a small team that made that. I think it was like a team of like five that made that. Yeah. And all of a sudden there's billionaires <laughs> yeah. at the game awards, like accepting like awards and stuff. God, man, it's crazy. Um, yeah, all you need is an idea and skills. Yeah, you hear that, listeners? <laughs> That's all you need. And now they're working on so, VR, so there you go. Yeah, VR. Among so us. That's uh, the next thing. Well, back to last uh, Lost Ark. Um, I only saw this game because I routinely will watch like some of One G's uh, highlights from his streams. I'll be at the gym. It's like a ten minute thing. I'm like, that. Ah, that's perfect timing to do like cardio. Yeah. Throw it on there and like just mindlessly go. He was playing Lost Ark, and it's like a top down, isometric, locked view you can't like rotate it didn't look like and you just move around the map and it seems pretty straightforward and easy yeah um and i what do you think like from your friends do you think the it's gonna last or do you Um, think it's just people following the hype i mean i think i think it'll last a good while i mean from what i've heard it's um i heard the pvp combat's fun like that's that's very engaging a lot of people played like a lot of people are like really hard about the pvp um like they played a lot um, there's also a lot there's even skilling in it too i mean everything in your typical mmo like that just gives straight dopamine <laughs> like if you get a rank yeah. in a certain skill it's just like that was part of what i think made new world like new world popped off really because of that like it had its skilling was pretty good um you could it was nice multiplayer i mean i remember i mean the, the servers i mean that you can debate those are pretty bad <laughs> i think compared to like other mmos because it was just like it was amazon's first game really like that yeah. at that scale so it was there was definitely a learning curve there but um but i think overall i mean 
it, it enticed players like me too. I enjoyed that game because it was it was a WASD third person, like just kind of like wow, like you just move around um, with that, and it wasn't a point and click, so it certainly made people like me play it. Um, but I mean, it seems like Lost Ark has had a, certainly a, a bigger audience than New World, but it's Amazon's second game that they published that's popped off, so they're they're currently on a pretty good streak, I'd say. Um, yeah. So I'll be curious to see what they come out with next or what kind of genre they try to get into next because it seems like MMOs, they're doing pretty well. Yeah, I mean, if I'm them, I'd probably dive into... Jeez, I don't know. I would do some some type of family game if I was Amazon. Yeah, for sure. You know, like like trivia or something like that? Yeah. You remember uh, 100 versus 1 or 1 versus 100? Remember that game on like the Xbox 360? original days so So the way it worked is it was you versus 100 other people and it was all trivia so you would just like you would log into the game and you'd be that one versus the entire crowd and the audience would be guessing what the correct answer is and the moment you got it wrong you got kicked off your spot and somebody else would take your spot and then it was just last person remaining so it's like trivia battle royale yeah, yeah, it was trivia <laughs> battle royale, and it like it was literally it was no different than playing poker or something like that on the Xbox. You know, there's like little <laughs> flash games. Yeah, like, yeah, they should do something like that. But it's Amazon, so Amazon Fire Stick could handle it, or Amazon capable TVs to make it like something that you can do from the sofa. Yeah, with with the controller, or or log in with your uh, phone. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean seriously, I think yeah. like. I mean, a lot of these games that pop off now, it's like they, at least like, I think for Among Us case, that's why it was so popular is because they had a mobile platform for it. Like, if you can, if you can come up with like a little concept that's good enough and small enough, just put on a mobile device, then you already gain such a wide audience from that alone. It's like. Uh, It might have been last year, but I learned that there are actually more mobile gamers than there are like PC and console gamers combined. I mean, yeah, I believe it. I mean. Everyone has a phone, right? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can only text so many people on a phone, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gotta gotta have some other things to do on it. So that definitely makes sense. Um, and yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I think just yeah, mo- mobile gaming is gonna be kind of the next like it's gonna be like I don't even know if it's really the next thing. Like, it kind of is the thing almost. <laughs> like. Yeah. It's, I was gonna say, I'm like, it's already here. Yeah, like it's, it's here whether or not you like it. It's here in full force. <laughs> I don't know, like, if I'm personally too much of a fan of like, um, games like where you actually like are like holding where it's like controls on the screen, like, because I mean, at that point you might as well hook up hook up a controller, right? But it's like right. games that are that intense on like a small screen. I don't know if I'm like a huge fan of. Um, then again, my phone's like kind of crap, so I mean, uh, I don't know. Maybe if I had like the latest and greatest, it'd be good, but, but who knows, man. Maybe uh, maybe when I get a new device or like they come out with the newest thing, it'll be it'll be like the preferred platform, especially when you're on the go. Like rather than bringing like a switch or something. Yeah, it's a, we're probably only a little bit further along until we get to plug into uh, the USB ports and then automatically turn our phones into a Nintendo Switch yeah. <laughs> or like this or this the the Steam Deck. Yeah, from true. Valve. Uh. That's true, man. I think, um, yeah, before we know it, there's going to be enough data you can transfer through the, the port that you can just hook it up, like, through USB-C, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it would just be direct connection. Easily. 
easily. Yeah. Ready USB C to like mini HDMI adapters or full HDMI adapters, and you're then you're set. So I don't know. Good uh good on Lost Ark though. Good on Amazon. At least another banger. Even though this was yeah. before we hop off of this, this was originally released in 2019 in South Korea, had some popularity, um, including like millions of active players just in those regions alone. And then they brought it over here. So like they already had a solid foundation and then they kind of just like brought it over to the unit to the US and the, the uh in the West. So yeah. So the hype was already established. Right. I yeah. mean for the graphics and like literal graphics of like the posters and promos and actual gameplay, like it looks amazing. Yeah. Um personally I'm not a big MMO person. Um I'm mostly one of those big dumb apes apes that plays first person shooters. <laughs> but <laughs> like it's still cool. I mean, yeah. it's the mo- it's, I think it's the most popular genre, so I'm sure people are excited. Yeah, that's where they get the most... Uh, I feel like it's like next to mobile, that's where they get the most like whales, right? Just people that just want to put oh, money into uh, the yeah. game and just spend on everything. Yeah, so it's like, for sure. <laughs> it's, yeah, man. I, um, I, I'm kind of the same way. I'm not like huge on MMOs anymore, really. Um, I used to be like super into RuneScape when I was younger, but especially as I've gotten older, I just like don't want to spend time on it. <laughs> like I'd rather spend my it's time on other things. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a huge commitment. I have, sure. I have buddies that are hard into like world of Warcraft and it's like, they are grinding raids every week. And like, especially when they're starting new characters, it's like, they're just on that game and nothing else. It's like for the yeah. longest time. I mean, it's kind of crazy, kind of crazy, but you know what else is crazy? Like <clears throat> the halo two, or the Halo TV show. The Halo TV it's show. already gone to the second season. We haven't even started the first. Next month, but at the time of this I recording. saw the trailer, and I saw the Halo community, which I, as you know, is intertwined with. <laughs> I know the competitors. I know the casuals. I know the streamers. Everybody hating on Cortana right now. <laughs> Everybody. Said it doesn't look good. <laughs> but they're just like, you know what? We approve. We're doubling down. You're going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what's going on. This article comes from, yet again, The Verge. Um, the Halo TV show is already renewed for a second season. And the, this first season premieres March 24th. That's, that's when the next, that's, when, I don't know, kind of crazy. Um, the article, you know, kind of goes on to talk about, you know, the, the announcement, the press release that was made. Um, this, um, the showrunner. I guess, or the executive producer um, for the second season pretty much put out an announcement saying like, hey, we're working on it. Um, this, of course, brought some doubts because of shows like Netflix's live-action adaptation of Cowboy Bebop that was on first season, um, and then it got abruptly canceled after the first season was done, and they weren't renewing it. Um, and so uh, the series, what we see, it's, it's certainly been a long time development. Uh, article says it was originally announced in 2018 as a Showtime series, but then of course Paramount Plus is picking it up now. It's an exclusive by them. Um, and um, the I guess the Showtime Showtime Network CEO um, said that the second season pickup reflects the confidence we have in the power of this epic series to attract and engage viewers. And uh, that's kind of it. Um, anyways, very very bold. A statement coming out of this team here making this show um especially announcing this after the cortana backlash because i'm sure they've seen it right you would think yeah yeah i mean but i feel like i feel like it so they announced it so quickly right they showed the trailer 
for the actual um for the TV series during the Super Bowl, right? We're not far like far removed from the Super Bowl at all. Yeah. So they announced it pretty quickly. Um but overall it's like I mean, it's it's a really really good IP that everybody knows. Right. So people are going to watch it for sure. But yeah. what other shows are on Paramount right now? Oh, gosh, I, I can't know. think of any. The iCarly yeah. show? An iCarly reboot? I was on Paramount. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, I was on Paramount. Uh, Only thing I can think of, though. Maybe nah. Paramount's putting all their money into Halo right now. They might. They could be banking on the show, man. I mean, I hope it does well. Um, I mean, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm, I'm going to try and watch it, too. I don't. I feel yeah. like I think I knew someone with a subscription. But I may just, you know, get the trial or whatever. Um, and just, you know, if I like it, I'll subscribe because it's not that much a month. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I'm hoping it'll be a good show. I mean, the production value seems like it's there, you know, um, even though Cortana is not like, oh, it's not like the games, uh, like whatever. Yeah. I'm sure it'll still be a good performance. Um, you know, unless, unless they just like got like B-list actors and completely like dropped the ball, you know, the casting director just completely drops the ball. I don't, I think it'll be a pretty good show. Um. Yeah, well, even then, I'm I'm a pretty big fan of just like bad shows and bad movies too. That's true. Like as as long as I can understand what the goal is, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like like if this leads somewhere, I'm gonna be about it. <laughs> you know, like I'll go along for your adventure, even if it it's like not good. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. That's a good point. Pretty tolerable of shows, and yeah, if they're, yeah. If they're bad, sometimes they're, they become classics. So you know, there's. Yeah, there's uh, there's gold in the coal, I guess, so to speak. Sometimes, um, but yeah. Anyways, uh, Halo. Looking forward to it. Hopefully, it does well. Second season, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see, won't we? Um, yeah. Just like we're seeing Epic Games right now, they announced um this week that there are now more than 500 million Epic Games accounts on the platform. That's uh, that's certainly a lot of accounts. I I felt like it was either getting to that type of figure it already surpassed that type of figure and they just didn't announce it yet um or they maybe weren't going to but um and i mean how many of these 500 million accounts are probably like smurf accounts and stuff who's to know right um i mean just the fact that there's even that many accounts is still certainly impressive this article by the way is coming from yet again the verge written by jay peters um epic games announced wednesday that they are now more than 500 million epic games accounts Notable milestone uh, as Epic continues to build the Epic Games Store as a competitor to Steam and bring in new players for titles like Fortnite and Rocket League. Um, didn't share any details about the 500 million. However, it's it's unclear how many of those accounts represent segments, um, like people that only play Epic's like own games, such as Fortnite, or if those who only used like Epic's store, you know, because that's that is a pretty big platform. Um, and article also goes on to talk about you know some of the resources they dumped into like you know um like you know the trials and stuff that went on with like apple and their like huge like debacle um that happened you know i guess what was that two years ago now three years ago now yeah it was a while ago um i was a part of it (laughs) (laughs) uh it was that was that was really something um and they also the article also mentions though that um, their Epic is also seeing a lot of use out of its Unreal Engine developer tools, um, because they they of course made the Unreal Engine, which is 
like the most probably one of the most widely used developer engines for games nowadays and you know yeah. with unreal 5 coming out too that's like feels like the most realistic engine on the market right now it's probably their biggest intellectual property right yeah it's like definitely. the one that brings them the most value more than fortnite by far definitely it's like unreal is just a different level See, that's crazy, too, because they had that before Fortnite, so they were already doing pretty well, right? And then they come out with Fortnite, and it's just like, here Yeah, they've go. been crushing it. <laughs> I, I swear, they were like, okay, let's build an Unreal Engine, and they're like, okay, we also do Gears. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we got some, like, side developers that are in the office corner, like, interns, and they're building Fortnite. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and they're hiring like, Donald Mustard, the community yeah. manager. Owner. <laughs> I love that guy. Um, yeah. But yeah, so they... They they have a good team over there. I think they're they're uh you know they're based out in North Carolina too. The main headquarters. So yeah, um yeah, just which is outside of Cary. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. Like I feel like um, I mean most I, I think a lot of like big name developers are like either in like Massachusetts or Texas or Cali. Then you have yep. like Fortnite, who's oh here's our main studio in North Carolina. Like <laughs> yeah, we're just chilling in Raleigh area. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty cool. I actually had a, like, so I went to high school in Raleigh, and I got some, like, family friends and, like, friends that I grew up with who applied, and some of them work at Apex, uh, Epic Games. Oh, yeah. Which is kind of crazy, because it's like, one of them was just like, I just wanted to be a receptionist, I was looking for a part-time job. It's like, yeah. can you go crazy. in there and tell me what else they're working on? <laughs> I'm kind of excited for no. some games. See, I don't, like, I feel like most game studios, it's like, they have their, like, their private sector that nobody's allowed in unless you're a developer oh, and like for sure blacked out and can't see anything inside yeah it's like things. their version of research and development yeah right <laughs> sworn yeah. to secrecy yeah exactly but this uh back to the article it says like 500 million is that what it was yeah 500 million I, counts I, that's a huge number it's a very big number it's half a billion like, I, it, it's one of those things where it's just like i yeah, that's a lot, but I mean, like, I kind of expect it, you know? Right, yeah. Because of how popular they are. And they're also kind of tied. I think they're also, yeah. Is it like EA? It's been a while since I've actually played Fortnite or any other Epic game. Is it like EA where when you sign in with your Xbox, like, if you're loading into your Xbox, you go play of Epic Games game. Do you have to sign in with an Epic Games account? You know, I think for, like, Fortnite, yeah, because it's, like, based on the Epic... It's based on, like, Epic Games platform, right? So, like, yeah. I feel like you do. Or at least you have to, like, link an account, like, a console account to it. Um, yeah, then we, we can kind of, like, safely assume, too, then, right? Like, if you have an Xbox account and you have the Ultimate Game Pass, you're probably going to play Fortnite at some point I mean, for you yeah. to play. You have to create an Epic account. Yeah, and it's then on the every other device, thing is, like, you know? and Gears of War is no slouch, either. I mean, it's not as big. But it's like that's that's a pretty good shooter that a lot of people like know is an Xbox game, right? Yeah, um, and just being on PC too. Yeah. Five hundred million, jeez. jeez. Yeah, <laughs> it says here too. There was a it says there was a document that showed more than seven million people tried the Epic Game Store just because of the GTA Five giveaway, despite the eight hour outage yeah. that happened because of the freebie. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. They. I, I mean, that's the thing, too. It reminds me, like, Epic Games is, like, they do... What I love about that store, too, is they do constant free games, like, every month. Oh, like, all the time, go yeah. on, just, like... And it's, like, no... I mean, especially, like, I think around, like, the holidays, too, they do, like... They'll do, like, two weeks of just, like, a free game a day, and it's, like, no, like... Some yeah. of them aren't slouches, right? It's, like, 
I think one of them was like um Long Dark, which is a pretty good like indie game. Um, <clears throat> and I think maybe even Frostpunk at one point was there too, a pretty good game. There's like a lot of kind of big titles um, that they give out there, and just you know on a month month to month basis. And they also got exclusivity for like um for um games like Heavy Rain and uh Detroit Become Human. A lot of those um yeah yeah those a lot of those Quantic Dream games um which are fantastic story games. So the fact that they got those from PlayStation was uh pretty crazy. Yeah, man, they're they're killing it, which is no surprise, right? Fortnite and all these insane IPs. Some um, jeez. Certainly no surprise there. Yeah, I mean they're crushing in the banks. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Best believe. Good for Epic. And they're just hanging out in Raleigh. Yeah. Like their main <laughs> headquarters is chilling in Raleigh. Yeah. Insane, man. Absolutely insane. You know what else is kind of insane? If you're an OWL watcher, if you watch the Overwatch League, well, it's coming back, baby. Fifth season opens on May 5th. Do, do I think they did that on purpose? Yeah, probably. Um, Absolutely. This is another article coming from The Verge um, by Ash Parrish. I, I love The Verge, as you may or may not know. But uh, in the, the article says, in the light of Activision Blizzard's pending acquisition by Microsoft, um, flagging you know interest in like sponsorship troubles, a global pandemic, uncertainty around Overwatch 2, which isn't slated now until 2023, more than likely, um, and like a bunch of layoffs and departures and leaves. The, the OWL, it was, it was kind of just in limbo. Like they weren't sure what was going to happen uh, with OWL, if it was going to continue. Uh, but in a press release on the 15th of February, the community update, they announced that the league is going to have a fifth season happening. The opening day is set for May 5th of 2022. I, I know how you feel about franchise leagues, Mike. I know how you feel about all this. Not your favorite, right? But I mean, yeah. what do you think about Overwatch League coming back and kind of being back in the uh, forefront of esports? Well, I think uh, I think Overwatch is a, a challenging, competitive game, and it's very interesting and fun to watch as long as you understand what's happening. It, there is a learning curve, but it's not as big of a learning curve as something like League of Legends. So there's no reason that it can't be popular. Um, because League of Legends is super popular, and half the time when I'm watching, I have no idea what's happening. Same. <laughs> so when it comes to Overwatch, it's a little bit more straightforward. It's first-person point of view. There's literally two objectives. It's like stand in the hill, whether it's moving or not. That's that's the objective. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think, uh, I mean, I've, I've gone on Franchise League so many times, right? But I, I will say I'll, I'll watch the Overwatch League. I want to see. Um, I want to see what they got in store. If they've learned anything, because they're they're close to dying. I think. Yeah. Like That's a lot of they've lost. They've lost a little bit of player base. Not not very many people are that interested anymore. Yeah. It's when you're at the top for so long and you start dropping, people are gonna just think you're dead. You know. Yeah. Really. That's that's how Overwatch has been for a while now. Yeah. I don't know. I think. I think if I was like participating in any sort of like esport, I mean it's it's too of like you know if I was to say I was an Overwatch player, it's kind of like am I like how proud of how proud am I of that at this point? But I mean, I mean the fact that there's still a league behind it means it's still got some traction and still has a lot of a, a lot of security there, I guess, as a player. Um, yeah, they. I mean the article goes on to mention that in this 
announcement they were talking about some slight format changes i will be 100 percent honest here i did not watch much of the overwatch league in the past so i don't know how much of like the team structure or anything like that um it's one thing it does mention is that matches will now be played with teams of five instead of six um with teams fielding one tank instead of the traditional two which i didn't even know there was two tanks traditionally in overwatch i thought yeah. it was just i thought originally it was five so that's news to me but um so there will be some it says here the unpopular assault game mode will be replaced by a new mode called push which i guess it's similar to kind of the payload style game types um so definitely some changes here i think i think they're trying to kind of listen to you know feedback and kind of improve the league which is definitely. good to, which is definitely good to hear um yeah those are those are drastic changes if you ever played overwatch before i mean that changes entire team compositions and people who you want on your team yeah because it's like yeah there were some people that were only good at tank and it's like suddenly you're not valuable anymore oh yeah that so, is definitely rough yeah but i mean that's that's esports that's sports in general yeah you gotta adapt and if you want a job you gotta adapt yeah. so it hopefully it's more interesting hopefully there's a little bit more excitement and hopefully it's like profitable because i'm not sure how franchising is profitable at all yeah <laughs> i know it's hard to it's hard to see right i mean I don't know, man. Just bring back, bring back the good old MLG. Have the have the teams like five feet apart so they can just like talk trash on each other, like doing games and stuff. Yeah, and bring yeah. it back. Cause see, it's like this. It's like it's all high production. Like, oh, look at these guys play. All right, the game's done. We'll be back after this commercial break. Like, it's just like yeah. Commercial like break is go buy the skins. It's like, yeah. Calm down, man. Yeah, for real. Please. Um. So we will certainly see. Um all this um yeah there wasn't too much else the article reported if you wanted to see on overwatch league's youtube channel they did put out a community update video so if you want to go watch that for more detail you certainly can that is just of that owl is in fact back so yes sir i'll definitely check it out we can bring it up again when it um when it finally launches and we can go check it out um i know there's a big excitement over overwatch 2 i'm excited for overwatch 2 yeah. I know that's going to bring back a lot of people because there are some people that like they just don't play Overwatch anymore because they got bored of it. Yep. So Overwatch 2 alone being a new title, I mean, that's going to bring people in. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, make just, the league more exciting. Right. I mean, just, just the fact kind of you were mentioning, it's not like league in terms of watching it too. So like if you just watch, like watching shooters, like it's enough incentive yeah. to just go and like, oh, I'll see some top tier gameplay in an FPS game. Like it's because you know you can kind of pick up on what's going on at least the basics. Um, but like, like with all these sports, there's going to be nuance that only experienced players will catch when they watch it. But, but I think overall, it's certainly it's certainly I would rather watch Overwatch League as opposed to like a League a Legends tournament. You know, it's kind of just like something I would prefer. But so we'll definitely return sure. to it, and check it out as it happens. Um, the last little article I had. It's actually a pretty interesting one I had found. Um, this comes from Good News Network. Never really heard of them. They seem like a credible source. Um, but they uh, said that um, they put out, I guess they extracted some research found in a recent survey or study of 2,000 right. gamers. Um, they said the average American has made five new friends through video gaming in the past year. This is a pretty feel-good article um, <laughs> about, about gaming. <laughs> um, 
article goes on to say the average American has made five new online friendships through playing video games over the last 18 days, according to a new poll. A survey of 2,000 adults found that 39% have seen increase in their online friend list since the pandemic began, with the average gamer becoming so close to the new pals that they in invite four of them to their wedding. <laughs> so, making some pretty, pretty strong <laughs> friendships here. Um, Heck yeah. So Article also says, aside from friendships, nearly half of gamers, 46% to be exact, believe it is important that their significant others play video games. 43% have dated someone they met through online gaming. 64% of, res of respondents said they cherished their video games because they helped them through feeling less lonely and connecting them with other people. Um, and there's also some other small tidbits 75 percent of gamers have done some kind of real world research on the games they play and 57 percent consider themselves experts on the topics they research thanks to video games i think it's a very interesting one i uh, that's that's i mean i relate to i think most of these points that's one i think i really relate to though it's just like the ability to like take ownership of like when i need to figure something out like just doing the proper research and like just taking putting forth effort to actually look into things rather than just like going to people and asking questions, which don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. In some cases, it's certainly better to do that. But, um, but certainly if I want to find out about something, I think gaming has certainly gave me those critical thinking skills to really kind of push forward and look for things. Um, a couple other things too. Additionally, six in 10, approximately 62% of the people in the survey said that games had led, had led them to explore new goals in their lives. While, meanwhile, a third of gamers prefer games that offer authentic representations of the real world, and 36% said they want a plot based on realism, while 22% enjoy a more imaginative fantasy world, a world different from their own. So, Mike, I just spit a lot of statistics at you from the survey. He did. Uh, <laughs> what are you thinking about some of this stuff? Uh, so this article, I... I know a little bit about it, but the first time I ever really heard about like the positives of gaming and I, while you were talking, I brought it up. So everybody by now has heard of Ted talks. If they haven't already listened to one or watched one, um, you know what Ted talk is. So Ted talk is, I'm going to basically explain it anyway. Ted talk is basically where they get an expert in a field or a topic that they're like, that they're interested in and they do an entire speech slash presentation on what they're passionate about. And there was one that I watched from February, 2010. You can find this on YouTube for free. So I recommend you check it out. It's called uh, gaming can make a better world. It's by a woman named Jane McGonigal. Okay. She's a, a video game developer. And essentially what the topic is, is about how video games are actually way better for people than we realize. Because, you know, like, the there's a bunch of negative connotations around gaming when any type of, um, let's say, disaster happens in the world. They're like, oh, gaming's at fault. They were playing Mortal Kombat and stuff like You know what I mean? Like, the stereotypes. Um, you and I know that's false. But she does an entire presentation, and this is from 2010, so 12 years ago, about how... Gaming is actually super beneficial because what happens is, is it gives people the uh, ability to search for like meaningful goals. It doesn't have to be meaningful in their lives, but it can be meaningful as in like it provides them value, makes them feel accomplished. So like 
beating a game to 100% that's a really difficult game, you're going to remember that for the rest of your life. You know? Right. Like, there are, there are games that come to my mind that I have, like, a, a 100% achievements from Xbox or, like, old school games where I'm like, I beat that game 100% that I, like, I feel accomplished. But I can't put that on a resume. So people are like, oh, it has no value. But it's like, it means emotional value to me. Yeah. And that's basically what her TED talks about. It's only like 30, uh, less than 20 minutes. Definitely worth a watch. So going off of the statistics that you brought up from good news, it's like, I'm not shocked. It's, it's just like more evident that gaming is really good for you. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like within reason, obviously, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. But the, the whole thing about meeting more friends, I mean, I've, I've met more friends in the pandemic than I think, like, the majority of my, like, real-life friends, IRL friends, yeah. you know? I would honestly say the same thing, and, like, over the past couple of years, I've met a lot of people through gaming, and it's, uh, it's a beautiful thing, man. I think, uh, I mean, kind of like you were saying, it's, you know, it's certainly, uh, I think both certainly have, like, you know, their goods and their bads, right? But, I mean, it's, it's nice to see evidence-based, um, arguments yeah. that you know there's a lot more good than people think about gaming so it's um it's no surprise to me i don't think is kind of like you were saying i mean um the whole i mean the fact that people are finding you know relationships with, like through gaming too whether not just friendships but also like you know romantic relationships i think it's also right you know it's a beautiful thing man like um it, it's the gaming uh you know now more than ever we have the power to connect with more people and meet people we wouldn't meet otherwise and it's just like especially like you know when we went to when we went to the past halo event it was kind of like the you know you're just you're surrounded by like-minded people so like everybody is yeah. like everyone gets it everyone's like just chill everyone's like just hanging out and having a good time because you just you all come from the same vein you know <laughs> yeah i think uh it's one of those things when you finally like get together and the, the crazy thing is, is when we're at the convention center and this happens every time when i go to these events you like you meet up with people or people that you'd like you don't necessarily know but you recognize their game because like their gamer tag name because you matched up with them a, a bunch of times yeah you're like no matter what happened you don't even think it's just like he's one of us yeah. you know what i mean like she's one of us kind right. of deal and what's bizarre is like when you see the staff you're just like they're not a part of it <laughs> they're, they're just here to like supervise they don't know what we know like you know what i mean there's yeah. like exclusivity and stuff like that yeah. it's kind of fun yeah um, it's kind of what i it's so funny man like i know because a lot of those like staff like i know like we even like i talked to some of them when we were at the event it's kind of just like they're like yeah i just like sent an email and like you know they they were like yeah we need people to like yeah. be like you know game admins and stuff and like you want to do that and they're just like yeah sure free money like <laughs> so yeah like do it but it's like are they really uh, gamers you don't you know? know it's like I don't yeah know. it's like it's like yeah okay you played halo cool but i mean like have you played 18 hours in a row? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, no? Okay. All right. Do cool. you own a console? Hello? Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, man. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the probably the coolest thing about that entire article is about people being invited to other person's weddings because yeah. that just not only says, like, hey, we're meeting people and becoming friends, but it means it's like they're meaningful relationships. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're not like, it's not BS, you know? right yeah yeah which is fascinating yeah it's definitely fascinating um there's serious relationships i mean like the whole thing like i and like 
because I think even in high school, I think at one point, like we we would have like like I think I had like a debate class or something one semester, and it was kind of like one of them was about like violent video games and how you know because like it used to be a whole thing of like oh like how does yeah. it affect the youth and stuff like that. So like my whole argument, I I like debated somebody who was they they. Which I don't, I mean, I don't know. They, they may not, I doubt they believed this, but it was kind of just like they had to pick this side <laughs> of like the argument yeah. of like video games like do more harm than good in terms of like, you know, violence and stuff like that. And of course, like my, I, I, I completely crushed it with my part of the debate, like giving statistics and be like, yeah, this is not true, by the way. There's also other benefits <laughs> of like, there's also like benefits in your vision and like, you know, being able to like, reaction rea- time. yeah, reaction time, like yeah. be able to see things quick. Like there's a lot of benefits in that, that, you may not immediately think about whenever you see it like a gamer right so um yeah there's just there's so many benefits to gaming there's also a lot of downsides i think in some cases and it's all about moderation right of like not overdoing things and you know still making sure you get exercise every now and yeah, again that's at least you thing. know <laughs> like yeah yeah like it's, walk around please yeah like get like, up dude don't don't sit around move. there's there's been studies of that too like i think I've I've heard stories too of like people that have literally sat in their chair so long they develop like blood clots in their legs and stuff like bad <laughs> like I don't know how Not you only, sit around that long man like there are people that uh I mean there's been some gamers this always makes the news too when like the gamers uh they end up getting some type of like heart like health health condition where their heart like fails while they're gaming yeah. and people say like oh yeah it's like they they die because they game too much. Or they went like in cardiac arrest because they game too much. Like, yeah. Or they were just drinking too much soda and like yeah. not eating properly and not exercising. But it's like you gotta take care of yourself. Yeah, you really do. Like, yeah, um, diet's probably trash. Don't exercise. You know. Yeah, but we're just talking about like the physical aspect of it, and everything there was mental. That those yeah. are friendships. Right. So. Yeah. This is all straight up, uh, straight up emotion. They certainly don't go into like too much detail about like physical benefits right um it's mainly kind of just like here's a here's a little feel good if you're a gamer you know yeah so. i will say uh so fun little game that i've been doing with a coworker of mine we play GeoGuessr, and we do it every day for like a 15 minute sp- smoke break you know like back in the 80s everybody smoked so everybody wanted like a smoke break <laughs> yeah. so our smoke break is just playing like GeoGuessr for 15 minutes i got uh one of the guesses correct well first of all have you ever played geoguessr i yes. should just go ahead and assume I okay have. so for people that don't know geoguessr is basically uh google street view they put you on google street view and you have to guess where you are and you have to do it entirely based on running around and like walk around this like world that they put you on and you have a limited amount of time to do it so they put us in front of like uh some slopes in the middle of the swiss alps and I found out where it was because I played Steep, which is a snowboarding game that's on Steam. And I was just like, because like, one of the statistics there is like, you want to go explore the real world because you play a game. I played Steep. All I want to do now is go up into like Big Sky and go uh, snowboarding or over into Canada or the Swiss Alps. <laughs> it's like, yeah. That'd be so much fun. And I was able to get like GeoGuessr correctly because I played a couple of levels of that. Or driving around in like Need for Speed because Need for Speed does like real life cities sometimes. Same oh, thing yeah. with Forza. It's like, yeah, yeah going, going to like Birmingham, UK or <laughs> uh, Mexico. I mean, 
I don't know. I kind of want to go play Forza now, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, if you if you wanted to go play Forza, I mean, that that was all my articles this week, Mike. So, uh, yeah, I didn't really have too oh, much the, else uh... to go into. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think we uh, pretty much wraps it up for this week, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, that was a little. I, I liked. I liked our little. Uh, I liked the little feel good at the end there. For all the listeners, you know, sometimes you hear some negative things about gaming, but it's nice to know that there's a lot of positive in it, and it's good to be reminded of that through statistics. So, there you go. <laughs> the facts. Yeah. Through the surveys. Facts. The pure yeah. facts. Well, without further ado, thank you for listening. This is episode six of the M2 podcast, and uh, you can find us anywhere in the descriptions below. Consider joining the Discord. Reach us out. Uh, Reach out to us on Twitter, whenever you want. And uh, you got anything to say to the folks? Um, I don't know. You know the socials. You know, you know where to find us. Um, as always, thanks for listening, and uh, hopefully we can bring some bangers for you next week. Sure thing. Maybe there's going to be another big acquisition. We can only hope, right? I mean, All right. <laughs> Anyways, I think that wraps it up. Peace. All right. Bye, everyone. <laughs>